Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks with your host, Ama Apia. I wanted to do a special podcast episode last week regarding the election, but uh, I didn't post it on Monday because obviously the election was Tuesday and I wanted to see what kind of the results were before I created an episode in reaction to it. Uh, But obviously I realized very quickly that the results were going to take decades basically to determine. Yikes. Uh, So the next thing I knew, it was pretty much Sunday and I was like, okay, we just heard what the projection is going to be. So (laughs) I was like, you know what, let me just post on this Monday and I guess forego the previous weeks. I'm so sorry about that, guys. But uh, yeah, today will be a solo episode because I felt like it would be good just to have kind of a reflection on this past week because I just think it's been very hectic for a lot of us, um, just for our country in general. And I think it's really important that young people really do take the time to reflect and talk about these things and have people see uh, their perspectives and visions as to, you know, what this past week was like and what it was like, you know, actually being in D.C. with, for example, obviously I live in D.C. If you guys didn't know, moved here for grad school. And so it's definitely been an interesting time. And I think I'm very lucky to be here in this moment in time to experience all of this. I've been glued to my TV pretty much all week. CNN has been on routine, like laps just all the time playing on my TV. Sometimes I'd switch to NBC, but it was primarily <laughs> CNN. And I was glued to the TV, couldn't do anything else all week because I was just so enthralled by the way things are playing out. It was just very crazy. I think something that I'll always remember is where I was when I first heard the news. Um, I would love to know where you guys were when you found out because I feel like everything stopped for a second. Um, I was obviously watching CNN as usual, like I was all week. And uh, Pennsylvania had just counted 3,000 more votes. um, And they were kind of doing the tallies and everything at that point. So I was like, okay, let me just go make breakfast because this is just going to go on. They're going to count little by little. We're still not going to know what's going to happen. So I can just leave my TV for a second. Right. And I was just cooking, doing that. And all I hear in the next room is, uh, president president elect biden and i was like what i started screaming and i ran back into my room freaking out i was like what the heck did i just miss of course i get up for two seconds and that just happens (laughs) i saw the tv and that's literally what it said i was like how did this happen like i thought we were just slowly counting the votes what just what just happened and i just remember feeling such a relief I don't know about you guys I mean obviously some people will not feel this way but I just felt a relief not just because you know of the projected winner or whatever but I just felt a relief that it was over somewhat <laughs> like that this whole thing was done you know because I think of a lot of us this this year has been really crazy and it's been historically monumental for a lot of us um and for our country and to finally just have this finally have something some some sort of result i was like oh my god thank god um and it was crazy because i live in dc and i opened up my window and all i hear is screaming and cheering like literally at that right exact second um just people screaming just so happy honking jumping chanting uh trump has been evicted because trump is our neighbor obviously being in dc so they were like okay we've evicted trump time to go (laughs) um and i just was overjoyed not not necessarily again because of the projection but just that there was something that people could be happy about 
just some sort of positivity and some sort of relief. Um, and it was just so crazy. Everything happening all at once. My roommates weren't home. They were already, um, out and about, I think they were at brunch or something. And, um, I was at home and my roommates immediately called me like, where are you? What are you doing? At that moment in time, I had transferred, like stopped making breakfast, started doing some homework, was in the middle of a quiz and they called me (laughs) and they're like, what are you doing? Like you need to come downtown right now. Um, and so I ended up going down to, uh, meet my roommate's parents, um, at their office. Cause we were going to, I think just sit and relax up on the rooftop. Like we usually do there sometimes. Um, but on my way there, it was just so incredible to see everyone just so happy. Like, it's just something you haven't seen in a long time, you know, especially living in a city, you know, with the coronavirus and the pandemic going on, you know, people, it's, there's, you're not really seeing people outside, you know, it's just, it's very quiet. It's very different. Um, I don't think, you know, I've never experienced DC without the pandemic. So obviously this is my first experience with it, but I could just tell that it was just so different. It was very reinvigorating and I was just so excited by the energy and I, oh, it was just so great. Everyone was holding signs. People were cheering. People were jumping up and down. Like people were trying to get that CNN cameo because you know the media was out on the streets. <laughs> and everyone was like trying to photobomb. It was really, it was really crazy. And then we, we walked past the White House um, on the way to um, my, my roommate's parents' office. And there were, the gate was just covered up with signs, you know, with, you know, phrases like black, black trans lives matter. And, you know, Breonna Taylor and all of just all of those things. And I just, just seeing everyone so happy and so brought back to life. It was just so nice to see. Um, and I just couldn't believe that this was happening to me that I could experience this firsthand, like CNN and MSNBC and CBS are all reporting about what's going on in DC right now as a result of the news. And I'm not seeing it on TV. I'm there. You know, it's just very, it hits you. Um, And it just hit me that I was so lucky to be here in the city in that moment in time, in this period in my life, I think. Um, It was just, just such a once in a lifetime experience. Um, And I, I just couldn't believe it. Even me sitting here talking about it, I'm like, oh my God. Like how how was I so lucky to be here in this just this moment? Um, and I know not everyone is excited. There are people who are very frustrated. You know, this country basically was so indecisive. You guys like need to make up your minds better because I've just never seen something so close, like so close to call, like with the with the votes. And um, it was crazy just how many people turned out to vote this year. And it just made me so happy that, you know, more people were passionate and came out and voted and really, um, you know, really started these conversations and maintained these conversations because it is really important. Um, but it was just, it's so crazy to me to think about how much things have changed since four years ago. Um, I think that's been a catalyst, you know, this, it's partly a byproduct of the pandemic, right. And everything that's happened this year, but it's just very interesting to watch. And I am very cognizant of the fact that obviously some people, a lot of people, honestly, a lot of people in this country are not very happy right now. Um, and 
I just want to take the time to reflect on my reaction to this week and this election and honestly this year and just what are some general good things that I think came out of it, regardless of how people are feeling or regardless of the tension that a lot of people are feeling right now. With everything happening this fast, you don't take the time to sit down and realize like what the heck is going on. (laughs) So it wasn't until like yesterday where I, I was like, okay, what just happened What does this mean? How are people feeling? And how do I feel in this moment in time? Because this is really important. Um, And this is the story I'm going to tell my kids one day and to say that I'm here. um, And I was here and experienced this in real time, I think is just so crazy. And so I really wanted to gather my thoughts and share that with you guys here today. Um, There's just, yeah, there's so many things on my list, but I probably won't share everything. Um, But the first thing I wanted to say was, you know, millennials and Gen Z, honestly, we're that bitch. We're those bitches because we really were the catalyst to these conversations that we're having, especially this year. I think obviously with the pandemic and the killing of George Floyd and just so a multitude of other factors really played into it. Um, But I think Gen Z and millennials really facilitated that conversation, especially through social media, because this, I've never seen so many people talk about this kind of stuff. Even if, you know, I might not be happy with what the person is saying, or it might be really disrespectful or it's really rude. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I actually, uh, I really value the facts that people are talking about these things and I get to understand how people are feeling about this. I was very surprised to see a lot of people are different from what I think, you know, and, but I was also pleasantly surprised to see that a lot of people are similar to what I think. Um, and even though a lot of, there was a lot of fighting on social media, there was a lot of fighting in our homes when talking about this stuff with our families. I think that it's so important that we're even having some sort of discussion, some sort of dialogue, um, because otherwise we would just be sitting here really not knowing how other people are feeling and, not knowing what other people's experiences are and, you know, what, how those play into their perspectives right now. I was very surprised to see even a lot of my own friends, you know, feel very differently and have never heard the experiences that I've had, like very negative experiences I've had, you know, being a black woman in America. A lot of people have not heard those things because that isn't their experience. Um, and I think millennials and Gen Z really had a big role to play, um, this year and I guess, you know, this election too, in a sense of really facilitating that conversation quickly, um, you know, through TikTok, people literally for a week, this whole week, I mean, honestly, for the, like forever, for a long time, so many people on TikTok have been talking about the election, especially this past week. And it was just so interesting. I loved how people were creative in bringing out this information or sharing how they felt regardless of my feelings or not. Um, it was just really cool. And I think it really facilitated that dialogue of, okay, we have to talk about this now. We can't run away from it. Now you're seeing it on social media all the time. Like you can't run away from it and we're not going to let you run away from it because it's not a trend. And I think millennials and Gen Z really were the ones to be catalysts for that. Um, and I think it also just, just opened, again, it opened the door for just trying, at least for me, trying to understand those other perspectives that maybe I didn't understand and I don't necessarily agree with. Um, and it's not fun to read some of these comments that I read, these stories or these posts. Um, but I guess it made me just value more 
the conversation and I would rather have it or some form of it, <laughs> whether it's a fight, I guess, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever form of the dialogue it is, I personally would rather see it and hear it rather than not, because then you really don't know how people are feeling and people are holding right now a lot of hatred in their hearts and it's really sad. Um, and so that's why I think it's, it's really important for us to, to have these conversations I, I think, honestly, Gen Z, millennials, we're, we're those bitches when it comes to it. And that leads me to uh, this as well. You know, I think regardless of how people are feeling again and how angry people are feeling right now and how hurt people are feeling, in a way, I think this election really did bring people together, which is I know a lot of people will be like, what are you talking about? I think it divided people, which it did. I 100 percent agree with that. But in a way. I, I think it's important to look at this too. Um, this was the election where, you know, this, we had the most votes casted ever. So many votes. Um, Joe Biden is the most voted for president in the history of, of America. Um, I had so many people reach out to me asking me like what I thought about everything going on. I had international friends reach out to me saying, Hey, Alma, like I'm watching what's going on. Like, can I have more explanation on this? Like what's going on? I had local friends asking me, you know, how things were going in DC and, um, you know, is everything safe, you know, be safe. And then just reading people's thoughts, people with opposing views, even reading their thoughts and hearing what they had to say again, these conversations, I never would have seen this back in 2016. Really and truly, I never really saw that. Um, and then since then, I mean, even ever, I've never seen this many people talk about this one thing um, or talk about politics in general. And in a way, I think that is a form of coming together. You know, people have their values, people have their views, and they are coming together to bring that out. Um, and they're asking questions. Right. I, I loved seeing my international friends ask me questions about, you know, how I'm feeling about uh, uh, the election, how the system works. But then I also loved asking qu them questions about, you know, how important this American election is to them, because I don't think people talk about that at all. Um, a lot of people I mean, America, a lot of people really look to us because, we are one of those huge, huge economic powers. And so they have, the world was watching. And a lot of us characterize us with Trump because he was our leader for four years. And so uh, it, it was it, it's a very big point for discussion. And, and a lot of people really wanted to know about it. And it was really crazy just to see and hear from all these people around the world about you know, wanting to know more and actually watching it in their countries. I think it was so cool seeing my friends talk about it on social media. It was great seeing new people talk about it, people who had never been comfortable talking about the election. They are suddenly coming out and actually talking about it. I think that's really great. And I think that is a form of coming together and really vouching for what you believe in, regardless of if I like it or not regardless of if it's the greatest idea or principles or not, you know, a lot of these things are questionable, but <laughs> it's, it's a form of coming together in a way. Um, and I think that is a very positive thing. I think that's something that we can really take away from 2020. Um, this isn't, you know, this wouldn't have happened in previous years. I think the way things happened this year, it was necessary, um, in order for people to be more vocal and to, 
uh, feel more comfortable or uncomfortable in having these conversations that are so, so important. This leads me to another kind of funny point. You know, the coming together thing was really great to have, at least with social media, because I could see everyone watching the same news networks (laughs) and talking about what was going on. And I've also come to the conclusion, this is my third reflection of you know, out of this week that we are all simping for the CNN and MSNBC correspondents. I think (laughs) it was, I've never seen so much dialogue about Anderson Cooper. Can we just take a moment? (laughs) Or like Chris Cuomo. I was so, I am a Chris Cuomo stan. I just love the man. I would marry him in a heartbeat. Like, I'm so sorry. He has a wife. I know, but like, sorry, I can't help how I feel. And just being on Twitter and literally my whole timeline is just Chris Cuomo and Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper (laughs) going on TikTok and seeing Steve Kornacki edits. I think it was the funniest thing. And and again, that's another form of coming together, right? And having these discussions. I was really enjoying myself. talking about, you know, the CNN correspondence in, in our group chats, you know, my friend Liz was talking about the fuck, Mary kill game. And she was like, which one would you do with, uh, would you do it with Wolf Blitzer? Jake, uh, was it, who's the other one she loves? Uh, not Jake Tapper. She really likes, I'm going to pull up my phone right now, guys, because this is going to bother me. She is obsessed with him and I just did not agree. Oh, John King. Oh my gosh. Do you guys know John King on CNN? So yeah, so it was a kiss, Mary kill with Wolf Blitzer, Anderson Cooper, and John King. And obviously, my answer was um, Mary Wolf, kiss Anderson, and leave John. And she replied like as if she was offended. I was like, no, John King is not it. <laughs> um, but it's just stuff like that. It was just funny. And like the memes and everything. It, in a week of anxiety... and stress because of the election. It was just nice to have those moments of lightheartedness and just funny (laughs) people coming together for that, I guess. It was just really great. And I'm glad we're all on the same page about about Chris Cuomo and Steve Kornacki. And I guess, I guess, uh, Anderson Cooper too. And what's his name? Jake Tapper and all of them. So John King. And Wolf Blitzer. Okay, I saw some some um, comments about Wolf Blitzer. Listen, he's my dad. Like, he's my grandpa. Okay, don't talk about Wolf Blitzer. I will defend him till the death. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but it was just so funny. It was just a good time. And that brings me to my fourth point, which honestly has nothing to do with anything I've ever talked about in the past 20 minutes. But uh, I just want to say, Stacey Abrams is quite literally America's hero. Like... Needs a Nobel Peace Prize right now, tomorrow. I don't care. Like, she deserves it. This woman helped to register over 800,000 voters in Georgia. Um, And this is a woman who, if you don't know, she ran for uh, governor of Georgia back in 2018. And as a result of voter suppression, was uh, uh, did lose Uh, the election. Now, a lot of people will disagree and be like, oh, that wasn't the reason. But obviously, voter suppression is a huge, huge issue in this country. And, um, you know, for her, it it was very, it happens in Georgia. It's very prominent in Georgia. And even though she lost, she, 
actually just decided to take that in stride and turn things around so that it wouldn't happen to anyone else. And she took it upon herself to register, to start an organization. I think it's called Fair Fight Action, I believe. And she was able to register in the last two years, 800,000 voters. And that led to um, the flipping of Georgia from a red to a blue state, which, wow, that hasn't happened in, wow. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it's unheard of. Um, And so it just shows you, I think for me, what I took out of it was, and I think this can really apply to everyone, regardless of if you Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever. I think it just shows how persistence is key and that you should really, no matter what happens to you, you need, you can turn it around and use it for good. And I think a lot of, um, you know, millennials go through this and people in our twenties, you know, this is, we go through a lot of ups and downs and we lose, lose so much in everything. Honestly, <laughs> so we get so many rejections, no's, like we lose everything. I eat nose for breakfast at this point. Like it's just, (laughs) this is what we deal with as young people. I mean, everyone, you know, no matter what age, but I think especially in, in um, our twenties and it really can have the impact, a large enough impact to bring us down and prevent us from doing anything else and giving up. Right. And I think what Stacey did, the fact that she took something that was so hurtful and so, it was just so sad when it happened. Um, you know, she took something that was so hurtful and just translated that into change. And it ended up literally changing the course of an election. I just think that's so incredible. And I think it's, um, really just important for us and a sign for us to not give up. Don't let these nose rejections, I, you know, determine who you are as a person and just keep going. Um, I think it was really, I think that's a message for everyone. And I think, yeah, she just deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for that. I don't know, <laughs> but she's, she's incredible. And I, I, I'm so happy for her because she's going to go down in the history books for that. Like there's no other way about it. She, and, and I will say, you know, there were so many other black women who did help her with that, you know, who are in that, I think it's fair fight action, I believe, organization that have worked diligently to register voters and, and really work towards that mission. Um, and they've done it, they accomplish it. And I think we need to take that message and apply it to our own lives because it's very relevant in our own lives. So definitely reflected on that. And, um, I think that that made a big impact on me and made me reinvigorated as well. Um, because I'm feeling very burnt out from school and just, the podcast and everything. And just, I think 2020 is running its course. I think we need to just skip to 2021. So it it was nice to see that, to see someone put in this effort and get a result out of it. So I, now I have something tangible to look to and be like, oh wow, she could do that. I could do whatever, (laughs) whatever I put my mind to. So it was good. And then finally, uh, my final thought on this week uh, is just a reminder that representation matters. We, you know, have projected the winner of, you know, presidency, the, the vice presidency, um, and the vice president in particular is a black, Asian, South Asian woman. This is first of all the first female vice president in our history. And then on top of that, she's a black woman. And on top of that, she's an Indian. Like, do you guys understand how 
it's that's insane. That's literally insane. Um, and this was in, a, in an election that was the most voted election in history. It's a statement. It's a really, it's really a statement. And I think it's such, it sends such a message to people like me and people who are, you know, girls, little girls everywhere that this is possible. Um, and Kamala Harris said that in her speech that she, yes, she's the first, but she won't, she won't be the last. And the thing is, she won't be the last. She can't be the last because now that people are seeing this, they will know and see what it, what a black female, um, Indian president or president, I wish president, vice president is going to be like, you can finally visualize it and have something to look back to. Um, and she's just done something so incredible for the rest of us because now we can see ourselves and we can see ourselves doing a job like that and know that it's possible. And it's so motivating to all of us girls, women, um, black, Indian, Asian people, uh, minorities that, you know, it's just very inspiring and it it's really great to see. And um, I'm just very excited to see what is to come. I don't know. It's just, it, I never thought this was possible at all. Like, honestly, I really, <laughs> I was, wasn't sure how this was going to go this week, honestly. No, I don't think no one knew. I mean, even to the last second, really no one knew what was going to happen. <laughs> um, and the fact that I have the privilege to experience our first Black uh, president and then now see our first female vice president and on top of that first female Asian black president or I keep saying president vice president honestly I'm just I think this is a sign that I really want there to be a black female president <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying <laughs> that's why I keep saying president but excuse me I mean vice president um I think it's just really exciting and I'm very it's the you know, a great way to roll out 2020. I think it's one of the only positive things to come out of this year. Actually, no, there's a lot of positive things, to be honest, of 20, about 2020, no matter what you guys say, because I know all of us are going through it, but there are positives. Okay. So, and this is one of them. So I'm very, I'm very excited. Um, and I can't wait to see all the women who get to do things because she was able to re represent us. Um, so I really thank Kamala for that. And I'm very, very excited for her. Honestly, I'm just waiting for Michelle Obama to run next time for president and for her to win. So hint, hint, Michelle girl, you better be out there. I'm waiting. <laughs> anyway, with that, I will leave you guys with this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be back with a guest starting next week and we'll be uploading regularly again. I'm sorry, guys. I think just with everything going on and then the way this week happened, like I couldn't even plan for it. I had such an exciting idea. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a special episode. It'll be fun. And then just even that didn't go out to plan because of everything going on and how it played out. So 2020 is just one big question mark. I shouldn't even plan anymore. I should throw away my planner at this point. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with a guest. I'm very excited for that and stay tuned. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.